Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Gen Z Girl podcast. My name is Avi Aslan. If you are new here, so happy to have you here listening today. So this week, um, I wanted to talk about just my overall roller coaster of emotions surrounding stepping into this next phase of life and just surrounding like post-grad in general. I know in a Q&A like a long time ago, I kind of touched on post-grad anxieties, but that was like maybe for a few minutes of a Q&A. Um, so I thought dedicating an episode to it and just kind of like using it as hopefully comfort for any of you who just graduated or graduating soon or anything like that, whether it's from high school or college or maybe you're just like transitioning out of a career and going into something totally new. Um, I wanted this to kind of like help validate your feelings because I know people talk about it online, but sometimes it's like shamed to feel not necessarily nervous, but almost feel just sad about you know, changing phases of life because everyone wants to tell you it's part of life. Everybody has to do it. Get over it. So I just kind of wanted to talk through it because that's just what I felt like doing this week. And that's what was on my mind. I was going to do something else. And then like, I just kept thinking about, I've just had so many miniature, not breakdowns, but I've had miniature little just sad hours throughout the last week where I've just been like very in the dumps. I would say just with and I think a lot of it is just because of feeling all of this change coming and each week it becomes more and more apparent in my life and like closer to the change or something does change so we're gonna just have a candid convo on postgrad anxieties and it's gonna be great I love these little like chatty candid conversation ones because I like listening to them because it feels like talking to a friend and I think you all do too um and I think like step-by-step how-to type episodes are great too but these are always like just super raw and real um so yeah let's go ahead and get into the quotes goal and gratitude um the quote for this week is very pertinent to the episode and it is a classic that I'm sure everybody's heard before but it just Seriously, when you sit and think about it, it just makes so much sense. Um, And the quote is from Max Dupree, and it says, We can't get where we want to be by remaining what we are. And I know that just sounds like a cheesy little Pinterest quote, and it is a cheesy little Pinterest quote, but if you think about it, you really, like, (laughs) how are we supposed to, like, get to this next phase of life and be successful in our next phase of life? and fulfill our full potential in the next phase of life if we are so stuck on what we're leaving behind. Give that a thought or two. Um, And my goal for this week is to not sweat the small stuff and just honestly try and be as present as possible by not sweating the small stuff. I feel like I get very um, distracted and and I'm not very present a lot of the times because I'm always thinking about like what I have to do next, what's next on my to-do list, or I'm just stressing about something, or um, I'm just distracted by my phone, like whatever it is. I'm just, I'm really trying to be present this week because it hit me like yesterday that this is my last week of class ever, unless I go back and get a PhD, but I don't think that will happen. (laughs) So it's kind of a big deal. I feel like it's not at all. Um, It doesn't feel like a big deal at all right now, but in my head, I'm like screaming to myself, this is such a big deal. Like, this is your last week of classes ever. You're never going to sit in Bidgood Hall or Austin Hall like ever again as a student. And it's just so crazy to think about like, because it doesn't feel real. Like, it doesn't feel like this week is the week. It feels like it's still months away from now and I just I can't believe I know I said it in like the last three podcast episodes I can't believe how freaking fast my summer class flew by absolutely insane unbelievable and yeah it's my last week of classes I have my final on Thursday my last class is Wednesday I only have to go Monday through Wednesday um 
it's just so insane to me. I can't believe it's almost over. I on Wednesday when my class is done, I like don't want to just like leave like I normally do. I kind of want to like take a walk around campus, but there's a large chance it's going to be like 95 degrees when I get out of class. Um, so that might not be too pleasant. But I kind of just want to take like on my last day of class like one walk around like the quad like one last walk and I'll probably go on a walk again though before I move just like around campus just to like soak it all up but I kind of want to just do like one last little wrap-up walk just because I know firsthand what it feels like to just like not be able to take one last walk because of COVID last year so I just want to do that and I don't know just really remember like this last week and that last like class and everything just because it's so crazy like I don't remember any of like my last days of classes like from other years or first days of classes honestly I really don't remember so I really want to work towards like actually remembering this week because it's a very big deal um it's just crazy to me and I want to remember it well just because it's been a great five years and I can't believe it's over Anyways, um, my gratitude for this week is that it's my last week of class ever. Uh, I bet you could have guessed that. But as sad as I am for this lifestyle to be ending, this college lifestyle to be ending, um, it's so great knowing I am not going to have to study. Okay, I say I'm not going to have to study. I'm literally about to spend the next six months of my life studying for the CPA. But never going to have to study for like a classroom-style test or sit in classes like all of that sounds so amazing and not have to do homework but it is being replaced with something even more challenging so I mean really it is what it is but I am glad to see the classes and homework and tests go so very thankful for that um before we get into the episode though I did want to say I finished reading I know I posted on the Gen Z Girl podcast Instagram story which you should be following Gen Z Girl podcast on Instagram if you aren't already it's just at Gen Z Girl podcast the at will be changing whenever the rebrand and everything happens that I talked about in last week's episode, but, or maybe that was two weeks ago. Yeah, two weeks ago, but I, um, will let y'all know and the account shouldn't change. It should just literally be like, so if you notice like one day you get on and like, it's not the same name, that's why. Um, so yeah, but I'm really excited for that. And anyways, I posted on the Gen Z Girl podcast Instagram story, like a little, cute little story that was just like oh like my top task for this week and one of them was finish the book I'm reading which I did finish so I'm really proud of myself I think I finished everything on that list so go me pat myself on the back um but I was reading all the light we cannot see and I actually started it quite some time ago I want to say I started it sometime in April but it might have been early May so I'm not sure um or just sometime in May but it was so slow starting out like the first I read on a Kindle Paperwhite and like it tells you the percentage of the way through the book you are like as you read and I remember the first like 30 to 35 percent specifically went so slow for me and it was hard for me to want to pick it up and read it but once I got to like the 45 percent kind of mark it was hard to put down and I was I like literally read from 35 percent to 100 percent and like four days this week with you know having class and doing everything else and it was it's I think it's like 500 pages close to 500 pages and it was so good it's historical fiction and I highly recommend like even if you don't like historical fiction it's just like a really beautifully tragic but like amazing story and um I do review books when I read them I just started like actually typing reviews for them in Goodreads once I finish this book um if you want to follow me on Goodreads it's just like my name at Abby Aslan and my picture is like a graduation headshot um and I really loved it and I I love Goodreads because I like save everything that I want to read on there as well so you can like see everything that I'm like logging as oh I want to read this book and then you can see like as I finish stuff so I know a lot of people always ask me for it when I mention like what I'm reading So yeah, I highly encourage y'all to check that out, Um, and I highly encourage you to stick through it if you pick it up and you're like, why did somebody recommend this to me? Because when I asked for book suggestions on my personal Instagram a long time ago, the number one recommended book was All the Light We Cannot See, I think. It was that and like maybe one other book. I don't remember the other one, but 
it was insane how many people rec- recommended it. And then I was reading it and I was like, oh my gosh, like why did so many people recommend this book? It's not that great. But then you realize like in the end of the book, all of that, like all everything that happened in that first 30% in the book and like all of those just everything that was there in that first part of the book that was slow was for a reason. So, like, it it made sense in the end. And it was just – there were so many, like, different little nuggets of sentences and just the prose was beautiful and it was just – the little nuggets of sentences literally just were, like, a punch in the heart sometimes. Like, they were just so – like, the author's just so good at evoking emotion through, like, just one sentence like just just such a heavy sentence I guess you could say and it was so good um I highly recommend and next I'm going to be reading Malibu Rising I already downloaded it on my Kindle I was going to start it last night but I ended up not starting it so because I ended up just going to bed later than I thought and I'm going to start it tonight when I finish um recording this podcast so I'm really excited for that I've heard great things it was um mainly popularized through book of the month I think and it like literally the book seems so up my alley because it's like surfing Malibu summary whatever I'm I'm excited um I just wanted to tell give you all an update on that but I pretty much spent my entire day yesterday finishing the book on my Kindle um because Tropical Storm Claudette or whatever came through Tuscaloosa and we actually got a ridiculous amount of rain yesterday and it rained all day long so I literally laid in bed and just literally read the book and finished it and I was just in my feels it really messed me up and it's just more, historical fiction really provides so much pr- perspective because, you know, as a 20, I almost said 21 year old, LOL. Um, I'm literally 23. As a 23 year old, it's, you know, I didn't know. And like my, I just didn't know what it was like. And neither did my parents, you know, growing up in either of the world wars. And like that book is based through World War II. And it's just so insane because that kind of stuff seems so like intangible to us and everything and like so just almost unreal at times and it really puts in perspective what it was like to like be a teenager during that time and like how just fortunate we are to not have to have lived through that and just really put things in perspective too with just like how the family dynamics got messed up and changed and everything um and relationships because of war it was just it really put all that in the perspective so it made my heart like really really heavy to know that like people actually like live through stuff like that and that's like with everyday stuff you know what I mean like that doesn't just apply to like world wars like perspective is so powerful um and that's why it's so important to like always be expanding your perspective and like broadening your horizons of perspective because perspective is like so important when it comes to like empathizing and just having empathy in general and yeah I don't know I'm going on a tangent now so I need to stop (laughs) but I wanted to update y'all on my reading also if I ever sound like out of breath in this podcast it's because our air conditioner has been out for like three days this is the third time it's happened since moving in in August um I feel like we just got like a crappy unit honestly and it's fine it's totally fine I just I'm really hot and humid right now so it's 80 degrees in our apartment we're used to having it on like 66 or 67 which may sound really cold but it's very unevenly cooled in our apartment like literally one room is that temperature and then the rest of the place is not like even close to that temperature so it's just weird anyways let's get into the episode um first and foremost this kind of I kind of already touched on this I just want to say let people feel things um me being vulnerable and sharing these feelings that I'm having right now like I said, it's all in an effort to hopefully help any of you going through the same thing realize that you're not alone in those emotions. And I just see so much toxicity, I would say, online sometimes when it comes to moving or post-grad life, starting new or a new job, whatever it is, just because people just love to say, you know, like, get over it. It's part of growing up. It's part of life. Everyone has to do it. But I just want to, like, say don't listen to anybody who happens to say that like if you happen to like be vulnerable online and like somebody says something like that to you your feelings are always valid and it's important to let yourself feel them and not let others determine like whether or not your feelings are valid because stuff like this I've seen people just be like oh you're just so stuck in college like you're gonna fail in the real world blah 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 and like all this stuff just because I'm emotional about 
leaving a five-year chapter of my life. Like, please leave me alone. Like, it, everybody does it, yes, but I'm valid in feeling emotions. If I didn't feel emotions or any didn't get emotional at all about it and had literally no sentiment towards this chapter closing, I would be a little concerned, um, and I think other people would be too. So <laughs> just always know your feelings are valid. But I'm just kind of kind of like walk through the areas of life where I'm like having the most like stress I would say when it comes to like post-grad life and kind of like my just literally like sharing my thoughts like what goes through my head um so first and foremost I just said that I think I I need to stop using the same like little transition phrases but first of all moving somewhere new so if you know for a long period of time where you'll be moving to and it's somewhere new, you likely won't really feel anything but excitement for it until the moving date creeps up closer and closer. And then you start stressing as you realize what has just been a thought is about to become a reality. And you start like stressing out and just asking yourself, will I be happy there? Well, am I going to miss home too much? Will I be okay that far from where I call home and from my family and parents? And it's hard not to wonder all of these things, but I try to like really mitigate the stress of this by reminding myself of all of the opportunity that a new place has to offer. Um, Just like the quote of this week's episode implies. And, you know, I think about how going to Alabama for school, how it provided me with that insight into what it's like moving somewhere that's less familiar and just more new overall when compared to my other options for school and how much more opportunity I had with things that were new to me because of it. And, you know, I probably wouldn't have started a YouTube channel if I went to a smaller school or a school where I knew a lot of people. And the change is scary, but if you can get yourself to sort of embrace it with open arms for all it has to offer, it can provide more opportunity than you can possibly comprehend. And because each opportunity you take has like a domino effect in your life and opens more doors as a result of taking that chance, it really just provides perspective on how much being open to change and opportunity can do for you and I have to constantly remind myself of the quote from today's episode to provide me comfort in my decision to move where I'm moving and leave the place I call home that I do love so much um just because it really helps me I just remind myself you know like if I were going back home I wouldn't really be which and when I say when I'm going back home like please don't think if you're like moving back home. I am not saying anything negative about that at all. I'm saying my particular situation, moving home would do more harm than help for me. And it's, I don't know, it's just hard because of course I would love to live at home and like be close to my parents, have the beach right by me. It'd be familiar, familiarness and like it's familiarness is so tempting because it makes you feel just more ready for things just because you're familiar with it and it's comfortable but no change and growth really happens within your comfort zone and I know I've said that before and you've probably seen that on Pinterest before and it's true and so many people wonder why I don't just move back home and because you know like I'll say like oh miss the beach so much or like you know I think you can just tell that that's kind of like where my heart is um and so then people probably get confused and like why don't you just move there like I don't get it Um, and because I know that change and discomfort is what I need early in my career and like right now, and I don't need to be going back to something that isn't going to help me get where I want to be, like the quote says, and I just need something that's going to sort of expose me to more opportunities, more people, and that's just what I need in my early career, and that's what I want, and moving to Houston is going to provide that and I'm so excited but I'm also very freaking nervous because you know each time I've gone back home over the last like month or so and then I'm going home again in like a week for like a week I just it hurts it hurts so much because I know that that place is like no longer really my home um it always will be home but I you know what I mean like it's never going to be a five-hour drive away from college being able to go stay there for summer or winter break ever again like that's just not how the dynamic's ever going to be and that's all I've ever known besides you know obviously living in it full-time so 
of course, it's like super scary and it's hard, like knowing I'm going to be that far from my parents, but I try to remind myself, okay, it's going to be like a two hour plane ride and I'm going to be in a very fortunate situation where like I can afford plane tickets to go and see them and, you know, hopefully I can do it more frequently than, you know, just like a few times a year. I don't know. Um, it is a very long drive, but it's, you know, a quick flight. So I, I try to just comfort myself with that. Like if I ever need to go for a weekend, I can just hop on a plane and go. Um, and would I love to go back in the future to like home? Sure. But it's not for me right now and in this season of life. And reminding myself that it isn't going anywhere helps me find peace in moving somewhere new too. And it's also just stressful, like as far as living situation goes and moving goes. Um, the whole process of moving is stressful. It's really freaking expensive. I think hiring movers is so worth it if you have the money to, um, just because it saves so much time, so many arguments, so much energy and effort. And you can put all that energy and effort into setting your home up and organizing or whatever it is. And you're not like beat for a week and then you start. So anyways, it's just stressful knowing that we're going from like a three-bedroom apartment to a small one-bedroom. And we originally were going to do like a one-bedroom study option, but there were literally like none available um, because that's what we toured in January. And there was so much available in January. And then in, what was it, early early to mid-May, I think, is when we signed a lease. And there was just nowhere near as much left. Um, it was pretty much only like a couple one-bedroom options and none of the ones that I even really liked that much. And um, only one of the one-bedroom with study options. And it just didn't make sense to pay $500 more a month to have like an extra like literally not that much like a five by five little space if even that I don't even think they're that big or that specific floor plans was that big it just didn't make sense to me so I was like I'm not doing that so knowing we're going from like literally like a one bedroom one bathroom not even a half an extra half bath for guests like it's really gonna be downsizing so that obviously causes a little stress and that in and of itself is just a big change from what we have right now um that will of course require some adjusting and of course I'm going to give myself grace with that but I also have to remind myself that yes we're completely changing the way we're like living but our lifestyles are going to be entirely different um you know right now I am home like 90% of my day and I only leave for my class which is like an hour and a half long and to go to the gym (laughs) and then I'm home like literally the rest of the day so that having more space is definitely more important when you're like home a lot of the day but when I'm going to be like working a lot and when I can work from home in like our community area that's like extremely nice and everything in the apartment I'm not going to necessarily need this much space so I try to remind myself of that um but it's just it's still hard um knowing that that's coming and I just can't help but to worry about it but I try to like tell myself okay don't worry until you're there and you actually have something more tangible to worry about instead of just worrying about hypothetical situations surrounding the move um so next talking just about like making new friends and leaving old ones um I've just had a few like gloomy moments like I kind of said earlier this week where it's really hit me that I'm actually not going to be around any of the same friends that I've had around me the last four to five years Um, and granted, I've been without three of my closest friends for a year or two now, but I've always had at least one other close friend from the recent years of my life around, like, because when grad school started, most of my, like, close friends were all gone except for, like, literally one or two, and, um, one of my, like, closest friends graduated, like, two years ago, so I've kind of, like, already had a dwindling down type of thing with, like, the number of people I've had around me that were, like, familiar and friendships that I've had for most of my time in college, but I, now it's just, like, scary because I'm, like, oh my gosh, wait, none of them are going to be anymore and this, it's just, it's scary and I've, I don't know, I just drove past um, some houses, like, that my friends had lived in like this week and like the other day and realized they're no longer going to be a four minute drive away and it made me realize how truly spread out all of my friendships are going to be in a way that they never have been before 
Um, you know, I have friends in going to Atlanta, Miami, in Ohio, Boston, Tennessee, Seattle, quite literally all over the U.S. and even halfway across the world. My friend Katie is literally in Barcelona. Um, well, actually, I don't think she is right now, but she was in Barcelona, and it's just a scary thought when you've always had somebody there that's familiar and close to you and you're going somewhere and you're realizing that those people are no longer going to be just like a quick driver walk away and I'm trying to remind myself that I'm luckily going to be in Houston which is actually really convenient for going to the west or east coast since it's like right in the middle but I can't help but to feel sad realizing I'm basically the last one left here in Tuscaloosa and none of them are coming back before I leave because when a lot of my friends like graduated this year it kind of just felt like they would be coming back um, and I was just going to be here for the summer and then they'd be coming back in the fall, I'd be coming back in the fall. And then I just kind of realized this week that that's not happening. Like, they're not coming back. <laughs> they when After they graduated, they left. And I, I don't know. And this week, the last of, like, my close friends are moving away um, besides the people I know in my class. So it's just wild to think that the pages are really turning at the end of this chapter and, like, turning quickly. Um, and I've also just felt like this, I don't know if anyone else has felt like this, like as a byproduct of like your friend, like knowing that all your friends are going to be all spread out, like after graduating college, I don't know if anyone else has felt this, um, just like the stress of like how to be a good friend and be able to like stay in touch with people, I guess. And in my head, I'm like, how can I possibly be a good friend and, visit all these people and see them every year or a few years over the many years to come and the thought of that's just overwhelming and it's overwhelming because I know how difficult it is to make you know adult schedules work and it's also overwhelming because I don't want to ever be a bad friend and I don't want all of these like amazing incredible friendships I've built in college to just sort of disintegrate into nothing just because of distance and I just started about saying started stressing about staying in touch with these people even if I'm not seeing them near as much and I know that the drift is inevitable but I'm trying to remind myself that the the dynamic of friendships in college versus the friendships in the real world is completely different and my real true friendships will always outlive and outlast any problems that distance may cause so I try to find peace in that And I also find peace knowing that it's easier than ever to stay connected through social media and cell phones and remind myself that things could literally be much worse. And it does help me feel better, but it doesn't necessarily, like, nothing can really replace, like, you know, being with a good friend in person face-to-face. And, however, I can't really say that moving to a new city and making new friends isn't scary, um, especially for someone that has a hard time opening up to others. And I just, making new friends, sometimes it's extremely easy for me if it's just someone that, you know, I just mesh really well with right off the bat. But other times it can be really difficult and I may go through like a few phases of, you know, just kind of meeting people and just telling that it's just not really working as far as, I don't know, like the friendship dynamic goes. Like you you just know if you know what I mean. And I have a hard time opening up to people and, like, trusting people and everything. And that's my own problem. It's no one else's. But so moving somewhere new is overwhelming, thinking that I have to do all that all over again after being comfortable for, like, three or four years after I finally made friends in college. Um, It's just, like, seriously, I have to go through this again? (laughs) Like, I just did this in college. Like, seriously. Um, And... I am very fortunate to know people through my boyfriend that are going to be in Houston since he's from the area. Like, I've met, he he just knows so, so, so many people um, being from such a big place. And so I've met incredible women through him. I've met, like, just, like, the girlfriends of his friends and even his guy friends. Like, I've met a lot of incredible people. And I also will have, like, my brother and sister-in-law 20 or 30 minutes away and, be, and I'm actually going to be living like in the same apartment building as a friend of mine from when I interned in Houston like three or four summers ago. So I am very fortunate for all of that. And I'm not going to sit here and tell myself that I am not allowed to feel nervous about making friends in a new city just because I do know people that are there. Um, 
because that's just not fair to myself. <laughs> um, and I know, like, some people are like, well, you know, you don't have it that hard just because, you know, I picked up and I moved and I didn't know a single soul. And that would be incredibly difficult, but that doesn't make my feelings, like, not valid. So it's just scary in general because having to go through this whole process of meeting people and it's just it's emotionally exhausting for me I don't know why I wish it wasn't um being around people is I would say generally like exhausting to me instead of stimulating um certain people stimulating yes but my social battery is very small and runs out very quickly and once it's run out like I it's it's just overwhelming for me and um I'm just a very introverted person and I'm also I'm definitely like a introverted or extroverted introvert because certain people I can like really open up to and I do really love spending time with and could spend hours with them on end but it's like probably like just a very very small fraction of the people I know so um it's just overwhelming knowing that I have to go through all of that again and I know So many of you are going to be going through the same thing where you're moving somewhere new for the very first time and you may not know a single soul, like I said. Um, And that's when putting yourself out there becomes extremely important. And that's what I had to do in college. I did some of the most embarrassing or I went through some of the most embarrassing stuff, like trying to like make friends and looked like a total loner when everyone else was with friends and in groups at certain events or networking things or dinners whatever it is just because I didn't know anybody and everyone else knew each other I had to go through so much of that to where now I am more comfortable with it um and if you haven't gone through any of that before maybe now it's your time to like really get uncomfortable with putting yourself out there and like being okay with not knowing anybody and just putting your best foot forward and trying to meet people because that is the only way it's going to happen especially somewhere where you don't know anybody Um, so it's just, it's a lot and it's a lot to like process. Um, it's just crazy to me because you really feel like those friends you make in college are always going to be by your side when you're in college and then you graduate and you like, it hits you. It's not like a, it's not like a easy realization. It's not like something that's like, oh yeah, they're leaving. Like, duh, I knew that was going to happen. Of course that's happening. It's more so of, like, a they leave and it doesn't really hit you and then it hits you and you're just like, wait a minute, we're not going to, like, ever have, like, that same dynamic that we once had in college just because it's completely different in the real real world. Um, So it's just, it's a lot and, you know, obviously I do know these people, like, in Houston, but of course I'm going to want to make new friends through my hobbies and just things that I like to do and that's just overwhelming going to literally a huge city when I'm used to living in very small places well not very small but like small places compared to Houston um so now talking about just like job stress and uh, (laughs) this one is one that I feel like I sweep under the rug a lot um I have it in the back of my mind I'd say like most hours of the day and I try to just sweep it under the rug because I don't want to deal with it right now like it's literally a later problem and I'm trying to just enjoy my last six months of just not being like in a traditional job um and finding balance as someone who is literally terrible at creating boundaries is really stressful um and it stresses me out to think about having to like find balance between work and life and I hear people say all the time that your job will take whatever you give to it meaning if you give it literally all you've got to where you're wearing yourself thin and going like above and beyond your job will take it and take it and take it and then probably expect that from you and the return you get from doing so and doing all of that and putting all that effort in doesn't even come close to being worth the extra time and effort. And I'm very much so an all or nothing type of person and I have a very competitive spirit with certain things that make me want to perform my absolute best in everything I do and touch and try. So I worry about having a hard time creating a boundary with work and life, especially given the fact that I am technically already working a full-time job with a full-time salary. So it's a little hard because <laughs> I'm like, I feel like I'm in denial. Like I'm literally being the most just, I'm acting like so oblivious to the fact that like I'm literally about to 
go work and probably one of the most demanding jobs you could work post-grad and also have a full-time job on the side if that that doesn't even like make sense but another full-time job on the side and then also have to you know have a social life relationship take care of my health and my dog um all of those things and it's just it's stressful I try not to think about that and I know that there are going to have to be adjustments made in my life and I'm just dreading doing that um just kind of like adjusting like the podcast potentially and um my YouTube channel and everything, things that I really, really love and love to do and, you know, have thankfully created a living off of, um, giving it up just doesn't, which when I say giving it up, I don't mean like giving it up entirely, but like cutting back on it just kind of hurts my heart. Um, so I don't like to think about it. So I've just been avoiding thinking about it. Um, but I just really, I don't want to do it. Like I I don't want to cut back. Like I want to be able to give, I want to keep everything the same, like, with, you know, my uploading frequency and, like, the quality of my content, but it's, like, how realistic is it for me to, like, be able to do that with adding another, you know, 50 hours of my week in non-busy season and however many, 80 to 100 in busy season a week. Like, I, I literally don't know how I'll make it work, but I want to so badly, And I want to give my all to everything, but I know that it's just going to age me so quickly, um, like physically, emotionally, mentally, if I put all that on myself. And I know outsourcing is a thing, so I'm going to try to take advantage of that, but still, I'm stressing about it, y'all. And I definitely want to read a book before I start working that maybe could help with like creating boundaries as someone who is terrible at creating them in their life, especially like in the workplace. Um, and not like the self-helpy type of books that are like, you owe it to yourself to, you know, I I just, no, I want like a true, like more of like a psychology genre, not necessarily like self-help of boundaries and making and keeping them in my life. So if anyone has any recommendations, let me know. Um, and I also just always have the what ifs in the back of my mind of like, what if I don't enjoy my job or what if I'm in the wrong career and like, I wasn't even supposed to do this in college and for my twenties. And every 20-something-year-old probably thinks that at some point or another as they start their careers. And I know I've talked about how terrible dwelling on what-ifs is in my podcast, so I try to get those thoughts out of my head by reminding myself that, one, I will literally not know until I try, so there's no point in asking what-if before it's even happened. Two, no amount of dwelling on what-ifs is going to change the outcome, so there's literally no reason to prematurely stress about it. And three, I can always make a change if things don't work out. Um, I think that thought and knowing and, like, telling yourself I can always change my situation, like, when it comes to your career. Like, you – like, yes, there are other things that are going to be affected by it and you have to take those things into consideration. But, like, you know in the back of your mind that if you're, like, severely unhappy or your job is, like, really – affecting your health or whatever it is like it is in your hands to change it um and you know I think of like my dad because he had like whenever I was growing up um the first seven years of my life his job at the time was incredibly demanding and the doctor literally told him like if you keep working this job you know you're probably gonna have a heart attack and like soon like way too young and he made a lifestyle change because he was like it was a wake-up call for him and he was like I can't do that like I can't keep knowingly living my life like this um when I have the power to make a change so I always remind myself of that you know like I have the power to make a change and it does bring me a lot of peace because I act like whenever we're telling ourselves what if I don't like my career what if I don't like my job when we're asking those questions we are assuming that our only option is to keep doing that job it's not like we can quit we can quit we can leave we can change we can completely go into a whole other career field if we want to and that's a beautiful thing and it's amazing that we have the freedom to do so and granted you know you might not be able to do it right when you want to because of money so you can at least look forward to doing it once you, you know, have money saved and you can create that flexibility for yourself to maybe be out of work for a little while. But that's why it's important to always, like, have money saved up so that 
in case it does get to be too much and you do need to quit like right away you can um that's just like something that really provides a lot of peace in my mind one when I remind myself why am I acting like my only option is to stay in this career when I'm asking myself what if I don't like it I'm literally acting like that's my only option that's all I'm going to be doing and two knowing that I can change it and I think career stress will always exist as well um whether you're like a recent grad or not I just think the context of the career stress just sort of shifts and it starts becoming about different things um and I know like everybody kind of goes through the whole crisis of like the adjustment of just going from a college lifestyle that's everything that that a nine to five is not or eight to five is not to the eight to five lifestyle it's such an abrupt change especially if you don't have a lot of time to adjust um between the two I know friends that are in my program that are finishing this class this week and they start work in two weeks at their big four firm and I would literally like not be okay if that was me so I really commend them and they are so great for doing that um and I know a lot of them didn't really have an option um so it's just it's difficult and I know that we all go through that stress of how am I supposed to like make this adjustment but you have to make it like you're you will make the adjustment by living it and doing it so it's kind of unproductive to just stress about the adjustment when you aren't in it yet I guess I'm trying to say because I try that's why I kind of try to like push the thoughts aside because I don't want to sit here and stress about making the adjustment and how stressful it's going to be and everything like that until it's actually here like I was saying earlier with moving and now getting into like the last part just the general concept of getting older and how that's overwhelming. <laughs> um, there's more responsibilities, more expectations, and less time. And when I say less time, I'm not saying like, oh, our lives are over in our 20s, like once you graduate college. Like, no, that we have so much life left life left to live. I'm just saying, generally speaking, we have less life left, but, you know, there's still so much life in that. Um, and when I say less life left that is so hard to say less life left I'm saying like compared to what we had when we were in college um and I've had so many people I know you know like get engaged lately and that really makes everything sort of feel real with like stepping into this new phase of life um and when it would happen while I was in college you know you would just think to yourself oh like you know of course like they're getting married right now like they are getting engaged young and whatever like you don't think anything of it just because it's just happening at like a younger than average age and then it starts happening like crazy when you graduate and it's sort of just like a wake-up call that that's like oh shoot um I'm sort of stepping into that phase of life right now um and that's kind of just like what people start doing in your mid-20s and or early mid-20s late 20s whatever and I don't mean this in like a judgy way either um Side note, I get literally so annoyed by people who post things acting annoyed about people getting engaged. Like, whenever they're like, my entire timeline is people getting engaged. Oh, my God. Like, why are you mad? It's not your relationship. It doesn't matter if you get engaged at 18, 23, 30, 40, 50, 80. I don't care. Why are you so bothered? It's not your relationship. If you don't like it, like, literally just scroll past it. It's that easy. Like, don't commit so much negative energy to something that literally doesn't affect you anyways um, it's just the general aha moment where you realize that you're in like that prime age range for it and it definitely makes you have that realization that you're getting older and it's just you know getting older it just has these weird feelings associated with it. I honestly like have a hard time even like comprehending and describing them just because it's very it's just a weird feeling um just because it happens so much quicker I think than what we're ready for so we're kind of like forced to just live it and embrace it when it just went so quickly and it doesn't feel like we should be at that age if that makes sense like I don't feel like I should be graduating college right now but I am so I just have to embrace it and I don't know it's just crazy and it's the same thing with like buying your first car starting your first real job buying your first home adjusting your sleep schedule because you literally can't hang anymore all of those things make you feel older like as they come so it's just one of those things and going along with that um the concept of no longer having like this lifestyle that I've had in college it's been the most incredible thing for me to 
like get on top of my health and my fitness and just like really get that in check um you know learn how to have like proper alone time and you know create a job for myself that ended up like providing a living for me I've had the freedom to get an education and work like on my own time at the same time and do everything but my classes literally on my own time and that's just freaking awesome I am very thankful very thankful um and I can't say it enough and being able to you know like just create my day and my schedule and just knowing that it's not really going to be like that anymore I'm going to be on everyone else's time and that's overwhelming um and even if you don't work for yourself in college like I do because I know it's a very like particular situation you kind of are going to go through the exact same thing like you're going from being on your own schedule for four or five years of college to being on everyone else's schedule in the working world and that's just a big adjustment to make because you're used to being able to kind of do things when you want to you know if you had like a part-time job in college or full-time job besides that you know, you were able to study when you wanted to, like, go out with friends when you wanted to, and you can still go out with friends when you want to and everything in post-grad, but it's just a little bit harder to navigate all of that when, you know, like, it's just a completely different lifestyle, and so kind of mourning the loss of, like, such a incredible lifestyle that allowed me to do so much with my time um, and create all these incredible habits that I hope to God I do not lose when I start working, Um, it's a little sad, like, knowing that all of this, this very autonomous, like, lifestyle that I have right now is, you know, going away very soon. Um, so, it's, it's sad. It is sad. I have to say that. And I didn't mean for this to be, like, a sob story episode at all. Like I said, I literally just wanted to talk through what runs through my head about these things, um, just because they're all very real feelings. I've especially been feeling this week, especially once I realized that this is my last week of classes. And literally a month from the day this episode, oh my gosh, y'all, I am not ready. I'm like literally getting teary-eyed right now. A month from the day that this episode airs, because this episode airs on June 21st, I will be moving in to my Houston apartment. I can't, I can't process that. Like, I literally can't process that. Oh my gosh. Cause I'm sitting, I'm literally sitting in my college room right now with like all this college furniture that I've had in my bedroom since I was 19 and I'm not going to have any of it anymore. And it's just like insane to me. It's so insane to me that in a month, because I like looking at how fast the last month went by. And knowing that this next month's going to go by even faster just because I'm going to go home and I'm going to visit a friend in Atlanta and then I'm going to be packing up this entire place and trying to soak up my last bit of time here, even though there is going to be nobody left here. Wow. It's a lot, guys. It's a lot to process. I'm feeling emotional. (sighs) It's just a lot. And I wish I could have, like, said goodbye to, like, some of my professors, like, a real legitimate goodbye and not like a Zoom goodbye, or no goodbye at all to the ones I didn't get to say bye to my senior year. But it's just like when you meet people that like really impact you and change your life, and you don't really like get to thank them in person, it just like, ugh, this sucks. Okay, I'm like literally going on a tangent. I need to shut up. Guys, I'm like not okay right now. This episode was great, but at the same time, like it made me really sad. So, I hope you all enjoyed it and I hope it was just like good to like hear someone else you know talk about the emotions of all of this and I know that there's like so much stress that comes with growing up and moving into the post-grad life and that phase of life but you have like so much power like in your own hands to like create your life to be the way you want it and I encourage you more than anything, like, if you're in the same phase of me, phase as me where you're, like, graduating and moving into the real world, I encourage you more than anything to, like, you know, take life in your own hands and be intentional as you can. Like, don't go on autopilot mode to where, you know, you just have years going by of your life and you realize you haven't paid any attention to, like, any of the goals and dreams you've had or, 
any of the things you wanted to do um, because you've let work rule your life. And I just really, really encourage you to like be as intentional as you can in your friendships and your relationships and your job and your free time and your time with yourself just so you can maximize what you're getting out of your life, especially in your 20s. Um, And your 20s are tough. I've heard people in their 30s say that like 30s are way better than 20s. And, you know, 20s have been interesting so far, so hopefully that's the case. But <laughs> I I don't know. I just really encourage you all to feel your feelings about, you know, leaving behind this phase of life. Um, it's just crazy to me because I remember when I was little, college just felt so otherworldly and so far away. Like, even when I was in high school, it just felt like something that wasn't ever going to happen to me or, like, for me. Like, I didn't think I was ever going to go. Like, I felt so out there. Like, it just intangible, completely not something I would be experiencing. And now it's, like, I went through five years of it and it felt like maybe three. And it's just over like that. Um, and now it's the working world. So it's just crazy um, to think about that. So just feel all your feelings and let yourself feel them cry it out, do whatever you got to do, and then, you know, pick yourself up and step into the next chapter. Um, It's truly incredible, and I'm glad that, like, y'all have been here through, I guess, two years of the journey, but at the end of the day, I think feeling all of these things is so important, um, and we have to process the fact that such a long and large chapter that holds some of our largest periods of growth and change and the best memories and worst memories and our first real period of autonomy, honestly, is coming to an end. But I like to remember that in this exact moment, or the quote-unquote now, the life ahead of me is far more important than the life behind me. And I can't change anything from the last five years. So once I let myself, you know, more in this chapter being over, there's nothing I will gain from wishing things would stay the same or trying to squeeze myself in a box that I no longer feel belong in or fit in and however I am taking the lessons I learned and struggles I faced the mountains I climbed with me into the next chapter of life and using them as I go forward and face new mountains and struggles and my time in school contributed to and acts as a stepping stone to my next phase in life so how could I possibly get to that next phase by standing on the same stone I have to take the leap, take the step, and move forward with all the stones behind me shaping where I'm headed, just like you all have to. My microphone totally just cut me off, so I don't really know. I had to, like, go back and figure out where I ended. But, yeah, I was pretty much ending. I was just saying I hope y'all got something out of this and just, you know, enjoyed listening to it. And I don't even have these conversations, like, with my friends, I feel like. We never really talk about, like, moving to the next phase of life. We just kind of do it and talk about the struggles as they come (laughs) so the transition phase is what's so hard for me um and that's always the case and whatever it is in life I'm terrible with transitioning I feel like so um I don't do well with change once I'm like in a routine but I love you all thank you for listening and tune in next week be sure to be following the Gen Z Girl podcast on Instagram and join the Gen Z Girl podcast Facebook group and I will talk to you all next Monday